Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Danny Alvarez with Behind the Gloves here with Super Featherweight Prospect up and coming. Gabe Flores, 21 years old, 20-0, fighting September 10th on the Oscar Valdez undercard. Back-to-back Oscar Valdez undercard. I mean, world champ at 130, you're at 130. Uh, just tell us about your upcoming fight and how you feel going into it. Uh, I feel great. Uh, this camp, every camp gets better and better. I'm learning on the job every single time, and uh, we put that towards our performances, and so we're just getting better. And uh, another chance to be on Oscar Valdez's car is going to be a big card in Tucson, right there by Mexico, the border. So I, I believe it will be a great crowd. Now, uh, I was told that the the entire show was sold out, and the first day, the day tickets went on sale, show was sold out. Obviously, what does that mean to you to be able to perform in front of the fans? Coming off the pandemic, right, we haven't been able to see a lot of live boxing this last year and a half. What does that mean to you to be able to perform in front of the Mexican Mexican crowd the week of Mexican Independence Day? Oh, man, uh, it's a blessing, truly a blessing. And now it's my job just to go out there and put on a show. And uh, I'll be getting ready in the gym like no tomorrow. So that I will be ready. Uh, we last saw you in February. Um Great performance against Jason Velez. You know, great name on your resume. You, uh, you were still 20 then, correct? Uh, yeah. You, you were still 20 then. You're now 21, growing into that man strength. Uh, just talk to us about your last performance and how you feel you've been able to improve these last six months and, you know, uh, work on your craft. Uh, I've just been uh, able to get more comfortable. Like I said, I was younger. I was 17, learning on the job a lot. And, you know, uh, figuring my opponents out. And now uh, I figured myself, my, figured myself out more. And I feel better. I feel comfortable. And I'm just in there having fun and doing whatever I got to do. So uh, we, our craft's getting better and better. Like I said, uh, by each performance getting better, that just helps me be perform better and make sure in the gym, the sparring. Because I'm always learning and Pops is always learning. So that's always goes to our game. And this performance, I feel like each performance is going to keep on topping it. It don't always mean I got to get a knockout. It just means I got to uh, make less mistakes. You know, talking about learning on the job, what do you feel as of right now, something that you would like to work on or something that you'd like to improve on, right? You know, when you when people talk about the 130-pound division, you do have your champions, but your name is being spoke about. You know, it's undeniable that, you know, your top, 
I'd say 15 in the world, at least if not top 10, right? So here soon, you're going to start getting those opportunities for, you know, regional belts and work your way up those rankings to eventually get that title shot that you've been working so hard on. That being said, what is, what is something that right now you think at 21 years old that you could, you know, keep working on, you know, perfect? Uh, we're working on our inside game. You know, we could box beautifully, and uh, we picked up a lot of it on the inside, little body shots here and there, and that's getting better as we speak. Uh, Andre Ward comes in camp sometimes and helps us out because, you know, sometimes Pops tells me something, but uh, it sounds different when Dre says it, you know, because always me and Pops sometimes we butt in heads and all that. <laughs> so it helps having an uh, extra voice in the corner. So uh, that's one thing we're picking up on. But, you know, like you said, we're moving up the rankings fast, and we're ready for it all. You know, uh, no matter what weight class we're in, there's always going to be a world champion, always going to be a competition, and we're never going to duck it. Now, I mean, that must mean a lot, right? Being from Stockton, having a, a legend like Andre Ward being from, from that Bay Area, from that uh, Northern California area. Um, what are some things that you've been able to learn from him? I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer, Olympic gold medalist. He's the last uh, male to win gold for the U.S. You know, what does that? what is something that you've been able to learn from a legend like Andre Ward? Uh, I've been learning a lot, you know, a lot of experience. Uh, Dre's go Dre already went where I'm trying to go, you know, so uh, that helps a lot. And uh, you just, like I said, the inside game, you know, uh, jabbing, uh, just different thing, different punches, how he how he does them, you know, something I could add to me because you know uh, people do a lot of punches different, and there's never a wrong way of doing it. It's just a different way, and uh, Dre shows me his way. Now, you're very proud to be, where, you know, from from Stockton, from where you're from. Stockton, to me, got put on the map. I mean, you you could correct me, but I feel like, you know, obviously the Diaz brothers, right? The Diaz brothers, uh, Nick and Nate. Um, did you have any influence from them? Like, did, did growing up, did they influence you at all, inspire you at all, being from Stockton and seeing that they put your city on, basically? Uh, I didn't really know much of UFC. You know, we're always big boxing fans. You know, who I looked up to is Roy Jones Jr., you know, but uh, Nate and uh, Nate and Nick Diaz did do a lot for our city. You know, uh, making the Stocktonians proud out there, and I'm I'm continue that. You know, and that's what I'm doing. I'm the young. I'm the future. I want to be here for a lot of years to come. Now I feel like uh, being not just in your division, but with your promotion, you you work with Jay Prince. Obviously, you you are signed the top rank. A lot of I mean, I feel like the top names at 130 are on that side of the street. So, unfortunately, politics seems to play a lot of uh, roles here in boxing with certain fights not being able to be made. But that's not an issue for you, right? I mean, you're with top rank. They have Jamel Herring. They have Shakur Stevenson. They have Oscar Valdez being champions. You know, they also have other names as the likes of uh, Albert Bell, you know, who has a regional belt. I know um, his name has been brought up in the past. What do you think of those opportunities? You know, uh, obviously you do have a test ahead of you September the 10th. What do you think of those opportunities and those names, you know, being over there with top rank and those fights possibly being made for you in the future? Great opportunities. And uh, we're going to get all the fights that we want, you know, because uh, I feel like I'll, I'll go about it a different way. You know, we'll go to our uh, promotional company, try to make it happen, talk to Jay, our management. Uh, but then again, if, it, if it's hard, if it's that hard, talk to man to man, to the fighter. You know, I don't see that happen too much. I've seen a lot of people going on Twitter and talking, but I don't see people going man-to-man -man about it. You know, and I feel like that's the easier way to make the fight happen. It's a better understanding. No, absolutely. Um, that That's a very unique uh, thought process because, like you said, we do see a lot of the, you know, what people say, the Twitter fingers and, and, and things like that. Um, have you had to get to that point yet to where you do 
approach a fighter face to face, you know, in hopes to make a fight? Or do you maybe have somebody who in the back of your mind comes uh, September 10th once you're successful? Like, you know what, I'd like to speak to him and maybe make that fight happen next for you. Yeah, uh, going about that route, that'll probably be when I'm world champion and uh, when it's difficult to make fight happen. You know, uh, all the way to being world champion, maybe two-time world champion, the fight shouldn't be too hard to make. You know, they should be pretty easy, you know. But uh, when I stay ready, and uh, my goal after this fight is just to get the next higher-ranked person, you know, get me closer to the title. Because if you see, we're trying to get people uh, in the ring with me that are ranked higher than me, that are experienced, that got a name, that's done something, you know, so... That's what we're looking for, the, the fight that gets us closer to a world title. That's the goal right now. Do you find it hard right now, uh, just turned 21 recently, do you find it hard having all the success, I guess being able to remain humble, right, and being able to remain disciplined? We see a lot of young fighters kind of get lost in that limelight, right? We see, you know, they get into, all, you know, the jewelry and the party and the, and the nice things. And well-deserved, right, because obviously you work for it. But do you feel that it's hard – or have you found it hard to, uh, I guess, stay level-headed? You know, uh, for a lot of people, maybe. But I come from Stockton, California. You know, uh, back in Stockton, it's, it's not too pretty. You know, you, you see a lot a lot of struggle. And so that reminds me all the time, like, you could lose this any day. I could lose anything. So I stay hungry. You know, uh, I don't think I'll ever go to that point where I, I get big-headed or ego like that, like fans, anything. Like, I'm open to it. Uh, I try to be as humble as possible because, like I said, I come from humble beginnings, so I know how that is. Now, that being said, not just where you come from and coming from humble beginnings, but obviously having your father in your corner, um, how how are you able to, you know, separate the two from him being your dad and him being your trainer, or do you even do that, or is it does it just kind of coexist with each other? It coexists with each other. We live this. We breathe it every day, so uh, we don't separate it because that's who we are. Uh, it's our life. You know, like, we really live this. Like, a lot of people say they live it, but this is what we do all day. You know, even after my fights, we watch boxing. I'm thinking about boxing. I, can't, I don't even have to be training, but I'm visualizing it. And uh, I learned a lot from just visual. Like, when I started training, uh, my older brother was the first one, and I already knew a lot how to do it the first day of training with my pops because I already seen it, and I thought about it, and I imagined it. So uh, I train my mind more than anything. So uh, me and pops are always on the same page. It's not hard for us to be on the same page because we both want to get to that one spot. Now, obviously, that one spot being world champion, right? Uh, that's the first step. You know, obviously, it doesn't stop at one. Now, speaking of the world champions, you do have, you know, Jamel Herring. You have Oscar Valdez. Just want your thoughts on, on those top names at the 130-pound division. Like I said, second card in a row fighting under Oscar Valdez. I know you've had sparring with Oscar Valdez. Just your thoughts on those top names in that division. They're world champions, you know, uh, what, can, which more, what more can I say about them? Uh, after my last fight, I, I said I wanted the, uh, the winner of Jamal Herring and uh, Frampton, you know, but like, those fights are going to be hard to get right now, you know. Uh, people look at me as a threat, I say, and uh, they probably don't want to give me that opportunity so easily, and I'm, not, I'm all right with that because I'm going to go take it. So our plan is to put their backs to the corner where I'm mandatory, and they have to give me a fight. You know, uh, time will tell. You know, everything happens within due time. And we're not in no rush. That's the only thing that's holding us back is time. We know that title's coming. We're working. Now, that being said, who do you feel like stands out to you out of those top dogs in, in the 130-pound division? I mean, there has to be one that you, you're like, he's, he's the guy to beat 
at 130 pounds. Who do you feel like that is? I mean, we just saw Valdez, I mean, in the eyes of most, upset Miguel Bertel, you know, Jamel Herring. A lot of people thought he would he could lose to Carl Frampton. Uh, Shakur Stevenson, he moved up from 26 to 30. He's another name going around. Uh, haven't seen Gervonta at 30 in like a year and a half, but, you know, what's a name that to you that that's the, that's the guy to beat at the 130-pound division? Most definitely, it's Oscar Valdez. He got the WBC title. You know, uh, I feel like in all fighters' eyes, that's the most prestigious title, honestly, because uh, I grew up looking at world champions with that belt, and when I seen the green belt, I knew they were real. So, and he put on a hell of a performance with Miguel Burchelt, you know, and I was right there cheering for him, hoping he was going to win and pull it off, and that he did. It was funny. I saw an interview you did where you said that he was that his work and his power was going to carry to 130, and it was going to show in that fight. Uh, you were spot on. A lot of people were, were writing him off, right? It was the talks were already Burchell uh, and uh, Herring next. You didn't feel that way. Obviously, you were in camp with him. You did spar him. What did you see? Because uh, you were 100% correct about Oscar Valdez in that fight. Well, it's different from looking at it and being inside the ring with it. You know, uh, I seen it with my own eyes. I felt it. Uh, he was sharp, man. He was determined. I seen him in, in training camp. He was just, he wasn't taking no for an answer. It was a different lock-in. You know, it's like if there's any fight that I ever have, this is the fight I can't lose. That's what I seen in Oscar's face. And uh, I, I was in camp winning when he was supposed to fight in December, but that got moved to February. But uh, that's when I was in camp with him. And, and uh, I was like, man, he, he's still hitting hard, man, at 30, you know, so. Uh, like I said, I was in the ring with him, so it was easier for me to make that prediction than a lot of other people from the outside. You know, uh, being in a, I'm, I'm going to say a prestigious gym, Oscar Valdez, you know, trained by Eddie Reynoso, has Canelo Alvarez. Were you able to learn anything? Because, uh, you know, I hear that those camps are different. You know, when they lock in, it's, it's a totally different mindset from what a lot of other fighters do. Were you able to maybe pick up a thing or two while you were down there in San Diego? I'm very open-minded. You know, there was a, few, a couple things I picked up from Oscar. You know, I've uh, seen Ganelo in there, here and there. You know, not too much of him. seen a little bit of sparring. But uh, Oscar, I picked up a couple things for sure. You know, I'm real open-minded. I'm always trying to learn. Same with Pops. You know, he's always trying to learn. We... We don't think we're the best and all that. We don't got that ego, you know, because the only way to get better is to learn. Absolutely. Now, obviously, you just mentioned Canelo. Just want your thoughts. You know, when it comes to pound-for-pound -pound talk, it's always uh, Canelo and uh, top-ranked stablemates and Terrence Crawford and Inouye. Uh, what are your thoughts? Like, who do you feel stands out the most? Uh, you know, pound-for-pound, pound, it, is, it is subjective, but who do you feel in the world of boxing right now you know, stands apart from everybody else between those three fighters? It's it's almost not debatable. You know, Canelo's done a lot, and he's been in the game for a long time, and he won his world title, different weight classes, you know, and now he's trying to unify, you know, but it's hard to say it's not Canelo. I feel like it's he's right there, and it's, it's an easy decision. It's very obvious to me. Awesome. Now, uh, just really quick, before I let you go, I do want your thoughts on a couple upcoming fights, uh, thoughts and predictions, and how you see the fights playing out. Here in a few weeks, uh, right before your fight, we do have Errol Spence, Manny Pacquiao, mega fight. I mean, Manny Pacquiao, 42 years old, still, you know, uh, on top of the game. How do you see that fight playing out? Because it seems like, oh, you know, the, the young guy is going to beat the old guy, but Manny still prevails time and time again. How do you see that fight play out? 
I see Manny giving him trouble in the first probably half of the fight. You know, he's fast, he's tricky, he's hard to time, he's, his rhythm's off. It's hard to get sparring for Manny, you know, because that's not too many styles like that. Like, uh, like for my sparring part, my person I'm fighting, I could get sparring for him. You know, I mean, it's not too difficult to find. But for try to get sparring for Manny, it's real difficult. So uh, I feel like he had to, uh, Errol's gonna have to catch on and uh, really get the timing down, and he will eventually get the jab flowing more, find the body shots, and I feel like he breaks him down. He could possibly stop Manny within ten. But so if he doesn't, if it does go to decision, you still think that Arrow figures it out? That's you know throughout the fight. Awesome. Um, and then, I mean, we were hoping for Canelo, Caleb Plant for undisputed, but it seems like uh, those talks are now dead. Uh, we do have Wilder, Tyson Fury, the trilogy. Um, second fight, not so close. Tyson Fury seemed to dominate. First fight. Uh, was back and forth, but uh, Wilder had some uh, devastating knockdowns in that first fight. How do you see the third fight play out? Uh, that's a tough one. You know, I say Tyson Fury gets him again, though. Uh, that's just my opinion. I feel like Tyson Fury, he knows what to look out for. And, you know, he's the, Tyson Fury's dog, but I feel like he knows when to be smart. He doesn't always have to go in there and push the action like he did last fight. He doesn't have to do that same thing again. You know, he, I don't know what his game plan is, but I feel like he's going to go and win and take it. Wilder, I just feel like he's he's too one-dimensional, you know. But it is a sneaky right hand. It is. He's pretty loose and fluid with it, you know. He's not the fastest heavyweight, but it's fluid. So that, that's that's a big plus on his side. But if I had to pick, I'd pick Tyson. And if you could pick as a, as a fighter but as a fan as well, if you could pick one fight to be made in the sport of boxing, um... That isn't official that, you know, we don't have upcoming, but something that you would like to see, what would that fight be and why? Uh, probably Benavides and Canelo. Mm. Be a hell of a fight. Uh, Mexican showdown, I could see that doing crazy pay-per-view numbers. Good for boxing, good for business, good for everything. How does that fight play out in your eyes? Man, uh, Benavides is young, strong, and hungry, and he's quick. And, you know, and that's a big weight class, and that's Benavides' weight class. Canelo, he's a veteran. You know, you could say now he's still young, but I say he's still a veteran because he's he's won titles. He's got a lot of experience. He's been in the side with Floyd. He got a lot of experience. So uh, I I'll give of course the favor. I'll favor Canelo in the fight, but I wouldn't write off Benavides. Awesome, Gabriel Flores, September the tenth on ESPN. We get to see you uh, do work again. Continue to work your way to that world title opportunity. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Let the fans know where they can follow you and keep up with you as you approach this big fight. You can you can follow me at G underscore Squad underscore Nation. That's Instagram and Twitter, and on Facebook, Gabriel Flores. September tenth is gonna be a show. I'm getting better and better each time, and that world title is coming. Like I said, it's only in due time. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.